0: Hello and welcome to our Kingdom Conversations. Uh, today we're talking about being a winsome witness. Uh, and today we have a, a special guest, a uh, speaker of the Lutheran Hour. Uh, we've got uh, Reverend Dr. Mike Ziegler. And Mike, we're so glad to have you joining us. So thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for inviting me into the conversation, Trevor.
0: Yeah, no, it's been great. Uh, a big fan of the Lutheran Hour, big fan of uh, your winsome witness uh, taking over as, as Lutheran Hour. How- How long ago did that transition happen?
1: It was October of 2018, so just a little under three years.
0: Okay, so long enough to uh, feel like you know what you're doing, but still somewhat fresh in the role. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. there was a a, a turning point for me when I'd been at at St. Luke for, I can't remember, about six years maybe or something, but then I realized I've been here long enough that I can't blame people before me or things before me, so you still got... Well, that's
1: good that, to know that it happened at the six-year point, so I, <laughs> yeah. I still got some time. <laughs>
2: you got time in the honeymoon to, to pass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always say the first three years, you can't do anything wrong. The second three years, you can't get anything right, and then after that, you get to work. There you
1: oh, go. Okay. Well, that is a great perspective.
2: Six years is a, a magic Only number nonetheless.
1: Slightly the demoralizing. but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, awesome. Well, thanks, Mike, for being here. Uh, also, we've got uh, Pastor Davis joining us. Uh, also, uh, Chuck Bennett. And uh, Chuck is uh, one of our elders here at St. Luke, but also, and, and maybe folks don't know this, uh, but also the president of uh, Michigan LLL, which is Lutheran Layman's League. Uh, so Chuck, thanks for joining us as well. Thanks for having me. Well, um, you know, we got Lutheran, our speaker, and uh, you have a special opportunity to be that speaker in um, the fact that you talk to a really broad audience and um, tell us a little bit about that. Who are you talking to as Lutheran hour speaker? You're not seeing these people necessarily. And how do you, how do you sort that out? Who are you talking to?
1: Well, the smart people there at Lutheran hour ministries, they, they say they estimate about 1 million people listen once a week to the program, either on the radio stations that we broadcast it on or the internet, different platforms there. So, you know, it's pretty hard to to try to imagine what a million people listening looks like. I know that a lot of it is uh, long time Lutherans listen, but there's also, from surveys we've done, seems to be a, a fair amount of people who are not Lutheran but Christian, and then and then a very a smaller percentage of people who are not affiliated at all with any kind of church or church background. So it's, it's a pretty broad group of people. I I've met a few and talked to a few and just to give you a, a a flavor of it. I I've talked with Lester on the phone from South Dakota. He's 90 years old. And I know that uh, Peggy in, Southern California. She's a lifelong Lutheran. She listens. I had somebody tell me that their cab driver, uh, an African-American man in North St. Louis said that he listens every week. I've had a pastor reach out to me and say that the gas station attendant that he went to, and he, he's a pastor in Alaska, this 20-year-old man who, who doesn't go to church, but he says he listens to the Lutheran Hour on Sundays. Uh, there was a, a man named Jason who reached out recently, said that he's new to religion, but has found the program and has been listening to back episodes on the podcast. So it's, uh, oh, and then my biggest fans, my my mom and my dad, they listen too.
2: <laughs> how do you uh, think through the, the different people that you talk with, uh, maybe especially ages? How, how do you or what do you have with age demographics do you think it's
1: probably older than me for the most part so somewhere in the maybe 60s 70s is the predominant age group and that's partly because of it's such a historic program like so lester for example we we've been broadcasting for 90 years and it's it's the longest running christian broadcast in the world so it's a great heritage that people have come to love uh, so it seems like it's a little older than me as a speaker i'm i'm just what am i 42 so i'm i'm realizing that i'm speaking to people who are older than me but i'm also trying to deliberately speak to somebody who's my age or younger without alienating the long term you know faithful listener I'll tell you, it, it's it, kind of like being a pastor in a church, you know?
0: Well, and it, it, it makes you um, despair a little bit, I would imagine, in, in your own ability to speak to all those people uh, winsomely, uh, directly. I mean, you can't, right? You don't even right. know who they are. And so in some way, you've got to yield yourself over to the work of the Spirit, the power of God's Word, uh, and say, this is um, never going to happen if it's all about me. Um, there's got to be a a power. Absolutely right.
1: Right. Yeah. So I know that uh, in my experience, one thing that can grab almost everybody's attention all the time, regardless of age or background is a story. So on the, you know, in the first place, it's really great that when God gave us his word about 75 to 80% of that word is in story form. So that's, that's just a good place to start, to remember that our, that our scriptures are really exciting, dynamic, strange, mysterious stories that we can just tell winsomely, and that grabs people's attention.
0: Yeah, Chuck, uh, got any questions? I, you know,
2: I, so much division in America. How do you consider the various perspectives of, uh, of people when you're trying to talk? them about Jesus, especially in the context of a sermon? Uh, and
1: well, it, it's very difficult, like Pastor Sutton said, it, to, to speak to everyone, uh, but, but to make the effort is important, and so I can't, I can't visit with my people in the same way like I could when I was a parish pastor, but I can listen to people that I know i can read widely i can try to understand what the cultural currents are and and what we're doing in all of this is we're we're just as speakers of the gospel whether that as a as a called pastor or a lay person we're practicing empathy we're we're, we're trying to understand where people are coming from before we we speak up so we know you know how to speak to them and you see jesus doing this he he has a different word for a different person for a different situation, depending on what's going on. So he's got a different word for children and he's got a different word for the woman from Samaria at the well. He's got a different word for the rich ruler who thinks he can earn God's favor. He, mm-hmm. he graciously adapts his speech to the person in front of him. And that's what we're, we're trying to do. And, and again, I can't know for sure who's listening, but I can at least make an attempt to practice that empathy
2: you know, and I, I, th- I think with that, uh, you know, you say Jesus talked to this person, this person, this person, uh, like the the uh, the rich man. But there's also a sense in which he's been speaking to every rich man since. You know, there's a thing that there are particularities, but then there are also some things that are commonalities, and um, you know, I, I would think that's part of what you do as well. Uh, there are some things that a million people have in common, maybe, as, as part of your perspective. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Pastor Davis, what's your exactly? Uh, your, your line about there's like six variations of people you knew in high school?
2: Yeah, I think there are 12 human beings on the face of the earth were just an iteration of some other kid from high school.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So the, the woman at the well is a particular person in history that Jesus spoke with, but every human being has this deep spiritual thirst that needs to be quenched. And that, so that's an assumption that I can, I can apply to everybody. And it's one that I know intimately because I feel it myself. I I know what it's like to uh, yearn for approval. I know what it's like to be ashamed. I know what it feels like to be loved and accepted in spite of all that. So there's these, uh, Dr. Meyer, one of the former speaker, speakers of Lutheran, not the original, the M E Y E R Meyer. He, I, I asked him this question when I first started speaking, and he said, "You know, Michael, and go, going with what you were saying, uh, Pastor Dave, that I can. Re- everybody's got the same kinds of emotions that I have, and so I can connect with them through through that."
0: Yeah, one of my favorite books, uh, Henry Nowen's Wounded Healer. But he basically says, what do we have in common? We all know what it feels like to, to be wounded, to hurt. And um, and, and the, the, the surface differences may be profound, but you get below that. And boy, we have a lot of things in common. And we yeah. all need Jesus.
1: Right. Yeah. And uh, founder of our church body, Dr. C.F.W. Walter, he, he says how that the, the, the law, you know, the weight. Of what we know we ought to do but don't do. That's everybody's constant guest <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yep. So I, I know that I know these things about the people that I'm speaking with, even though I don't know them mm. in their particulars. That's
0: awesome. Well, hey, I'm excited about this conversation. Uh, we've got more sessions coming up. So uh, thanks, uh, Dr. Ziegler, for being part of this. And thanks for everyone for uh, watching and, and listening to this uh, kingdom conversation. So uh, goodbye for now and we'll pick you up uh, next session.